0: Wednesday, September 7th, this is Fantasy Baseball Today, and I have to apologize to David Wright. He came on our Fantasy Football Podcast yesterday. He was in studio. I got to meet him. It was cool. It was awesome. He came in to do a Fantasy Football Draft, and then he came on the show, and then he went over 6. So I think we have something to do with that.
1: Cause and effect?
0: Yeah, I don't know. We need to get him on the Baseball
2: Podcast. I know, right? Huh?
0: Well, it was too late. You know, We were already done with the Baseball Podcast by the time he got here.
2: And then it, he came on for about 10 minutes. It, it's probably for the best because I haven't been so high on him. <laughs> dating back to the preseason. Yeah, no, I was hiding yeah. in a corner. He mentioned that, Scott. He was oh, like, where's wow. that Scott White?
0: <laughs> Luckily, Scott kind of slumps in his chair behind his desk and nobody can see him from uh, this side of the office. So you got lucky there. David Wright did not track you down. Anyway... Send us your emails. We'll read them on Sunday. DM fantasy baseball at CBS.com. D is in Dustin. M is in McGowan, fantasy baseball at CBS.com.
1: Dustin McGowan, first appearance last night in three years. Last pitched in 2008. Made a long, long relief appearance, uh, four innings. Didn't pitch particularly well, but just
0: to see him on a mound again is great, great news. Yeah, good for him. It's good stuff. We're going to talk about some players who have been recalled or called up here in the month of September, and see if they have any value. There's a long list, so we're going to run through them. Then we'll do three up, three down, rotation, injuries, news, and notes. And uh, that's it. So here we go. Let's start out with – I'm just going to list some names, and then you guys tell me if they're worth looking at. Pedro Alvarez was recalled. You can't
1: trust in standard mixed leagues, but obviously the power potential is there for him. Watch him. Dodgers
0: catcher Tim Fedorovich was called up.
2: Yeah, he's not going to play – every day right away but maybe over the last two weeks they want to take a look at him for next year because he was one of the big pieces acquired in the Eric Bedard Trevon Robinson three-way deal great numbers at AAA Albuquerque but it was Albuquerque so we don't want to make too much of it still a potential starter for next year the Rockies called up infielder
0: Jordan Pacheco, P- uh, Pacheco? and catcher Willen Rosario
2: and pitcher Jim Miller
0: I think it's Pacheco
2: the only one I care about is Rosario who was a top 50 prospect coming into the year but I think uh, he might have been a little overhyped coming off a career season his numbers were down this year OPS in the low 700 some pop for a catcher but he strikes me maybe as another Rod Barajas type so I'm not that high on him. Yeah, better contact skills, I
1: think, than Barajas, and more impressive power than Barajas or Iannetta, who he could take time away from next year, um, given that he's not the fly ball hitter that either of those guys are. So I'm a little more up on Rosario and definitely a guy to watch next year. The Blue Jays call up
0: Kyle Drebeck and outfielder Adam Lowen.
2: Drebeck had a 744 ERA in his uh, I think it was 15 starts at A Las Vegas. So as awful as he, we remember him being in the majors, <laughs> he was even worse down there. Oh, that's great. Uh, yeah, about as many walks as strikeouts. So I don't know what's gone wrong with him. It it kind of reminds me of, uh, you know, like a Dontrell Willis, uh, Andrew Miller, both of those guys left-handers. But the same sort of issue going on with his control just disappearing on him. Uh, so... I, Still, obviously, a a guy who could be a big fantasy contributor going forward, but I'm not counting on him for much down the stretch. And then Lowen, obviously, uh, kind of a Rick Ankiel situation, um, was a starting pitcher for the Orioles. So, back now as a power hitting outfielder. Uh, His numbers also triple A Las Vegas, as we talked about with a few other players here. Good hitter's park, so maybe you wouldn't want to read too much into them, but uh, it's, it's possible he could be um, a viable Major League Reserve outfielder.
0: All right, and the Rockies call up Drew Pomerantz. He will start Sunday against the Reds. That will be his Major League debut, Al. Yep, and it will be his sixth start above Class A ball. A wow. uh, couple
1: in AAA, uh, I think three in AA, or maybe I got those reversed, but you know, not a lot of experience above low minors, but uh, was a top pick a couple years ago out of Ole Miss, so a lot of promise there. Be interesting to see how he does against Major League hitters.
0: Is it worth picking him up now? Is this a guy that you think could have an impact down the stretch?
2: I think it is. The the rise through the minors kind of reminds me of Justin Verlander, how dominant he was down there, and then he came up and was good in the majors right away. I, You know, I... I'd I'd feel better about him if he was still with Cleveland and not Colorado, but still if if anybody can overcome that environment, it's a power pitcher like Pomerantz. Do any of the recent Minnesota call-ups
0: have value? We're talking Liam Hendricks. He started Tuesday and then a bunch of hitters who I've never heard of before.
1: Yeah, well, Joe Benson, uh, an outfielder, is definitely worth keeping on your radar. Um, kind of a nice all-around player, some decent power there, some stolen base potential, good on-base percentage. Um, so he's certainly somebody to watch. And Hendricks, as you mentioned, too, um, maybe
2: would wind up in the the Twins rotation next season. Chris Parmalee also called up. Uh, Like Benson, he has some on-base ability, might not end up having enough power for a first baseman, but he did start at first base last night for the Twins and got a couple hits, so at least to nail only leagues with Justin Moore no down, Parmalee's somebody to look at. Okay, Matt Dominguez, Alex Sanabia for the Marlins.
0: Mr. Marlin?
1: Uh, I got a tweet this morning referring to me that I don't know how Jeff Conine will feel about that (laughs) stealing his name. But um, Dominguez is going to get some starts at third. It's just going to be a a mix and match situation in in the Marlins uh, outfield. I think particularly uh, not not at first base, but otherwise. Um, so, probably not enough starts to matter for Dominguez this season, but you know, guy to scout for next year still didn't, you know, hit all that great in AAA. And then Sanabia, somebody who the Marlins insisted most of the season was not going to pitch in the majors this year, but his recovery accelerated. Um, he'll get a start sometime next week, either Wednesday or Thursday. So, again, another good scouting opportunity, and I like his chances to be in the rotation next season. The Mets, Chris
0: Schwinden will start Thursday? Correct. Yeah, I'm not gonna, I might be butchering pronunciation, so I do apologize. Well, at least you didn't call him David Schwimmer, which I'm gonna do at some point. I <laughs> You're gonna just, call Chris Swindon David Schwimmer? Yeah, and I already, already <laughs> just did. I think. Yeah, I guess you did. Wow. So we have a lot of Seinfeld references and Friends references now on this uh, on this podcast. It's like must see TV over here. Uh, well, does he have uh, any value? Schwint, schwimmer? Some
1: uh could don't 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 get me on that. Uh yeah, no, I mean I think he'd be worthwhile trying out in an NL only league, some promise, and again, somebody to watch for next year.
2: How about Brad Peacock for the Nationals? Definitely somebody to watch. Uh, really emerged as their top pitching prospect, obviously not considering Strasburg yeah, a prospect that anymore. Guy, right. Uh but <laughs> Like ten ten Ks per nine innings, really low ERA, really low whip, somebody who's gonna be a top one hundred prospect entering next year, probably top fifty prospect. And uh yeah, he could be a contributor as soon as next year. Could he be a contributor to this year? I don't know I don't think he's gonna start enough. He might get a start or two, but it, it won't be it won't be scheduled enough in advance for you to really make a move based on it.
0: Okay. Jerry Sands is back for the Dodgers.
1: Yeah, not sure where he fits in there, but I would certainly think he would get at least a share of the starts. Disappointing in his first call-up, so let's see if uh, he can adjust
2: better the second time around. Alex Liddy for Seattle. First Italian-born and grown player in the major leagues, which is probably the most interesting thing I can say about him. (laughs) He he did manage to hit for average and some pop in the minors, but the strikeout rate is so high, I just don't see it translating to the majors. So I would leave him uh, for deeper AL-only leagues. And Travis Wood back for
0: Cincinnati.
1: Yeah, nowhere for him to fit in the rotation just yet. Uh, Mike Leak may have made his last start of the season. Right, it was uh, a good one. And it was a good one, but probably we'll see Edinson Volquez take that spot. But there has been at least one report, uh, more speculation than anything, that maybe Wood could take Bronson Arroyo's rotation spot. So something, something to watch
0: there. Of all these players we named, if you're going to pick up one guy, is it Pomerantz? Who would it be? For me, it's Pomerantz. All right, Al? Yeah, I would say probably Pomerantz, yeah. Okay. Three up, three down. Alex Rios is three up number one. He is quite hot these days. Eight hits and a home run in his last four games. Could he make an impact
2: down the stretch? I I think we've it's it's too little too late for me. Uh, we talked about a few other brief streaks for him. Yeah. And and if you go back to the last one, which was on August 6th, he's batting 287, three home runs, three steals, and 101 at-bats. So that... That might at least give you a little hope that he could still be worth a late-round pick next year, but this year it's too little too late. D.
0: Gordon continues to hit 12 hits in six games with four steals. He's really playing well.
1: He is, yeah. And I mean, at the shortstop position uh, where you have somebody with upside and showing signs of delivering on it, uh, I think he's worth a shot. Jeff
0: Francoeur hit his 20th home run and stole his 17th base. So if he yeah, Those uh,
2: numbers are actually reversed. It was the 17th home run I'm and sorry. the 20th stolen base. Okay,
0: 17 home runs, 20 steals. So he could end up a, a 2020 guy. How would you value
2: him next year, Jeff Francoeur? Obviously more than I valued him going into this year, but I still think that number, the, the 2020 distinction, is, he's going to be overrated heading into next year. People are going to draft him probably in the – mid-rounds as a number two or three outfielder, when really he'll be more like a number four and five in my mind. Still hasn't answered enough questions as far as the poor plate discipline is concerned, so his batting average could suffer. And stolen bases, uh, these 20 pretty much doubled his career total. Mm -hmm. He got caught stealing 10 times. The Royals, I I think, are at least going to try to win next year. And uh, I don't think... In that position, they're going to ask him to run as much. So, uh, those 20 could shrink to 10 or maybe even fewer, like we saw uh, with Mark Reynolds a few years ago when he had that 20 steal season.
1: Yeah. And, you know, and talking about next year as well, of the three Royals outfielders, and all have had surprisingly good seasons, Frank Cora, I think, is, is the weak link. I'd like to see them get Lorenzo Cain in that mix somewhere. I think he deserves a shot, and Frank to me, would be the most vulnerable as far as playing time goes next
0: season. I'm a bit surprised they didn't deal him. Maybe they think he does have some potential.
2: Well, they, they signed him. Yeah, uh, oh, that's right. A, they, they, did. they gave him an extension, I, which I was... it surprised me they went that route instead of Melky Cabrera, because I yeah. agree with Al that Francoeur is, is the biggest head-scratcher of the three. But yeah. um, that's, they, they seem committed to him.
0: Fair enough. Three down now. Let's talk about Paul Canerco. He sat Tuesday. He hit 22 home runs before the All-Star break. He has hit six in about half as many games since the All-Star break. Still hitting for a good average, though. What are your thoughts right now on Paul Canerco?
2: Well, my main thought is he's going to be 36 next season. So regardless of what he did this second half, we couldn't recommend him as an early-round pick, uh, even though that's what he's performed like this year. Uh, he's been dealing with knee and calf issues since fouling a ball off his leg. I think it was July 31st. So most of the second half and just recently got back to where he could play first base. So that might have something to do with it. You know, legs are important to power production, like just about everything else. Um, do you still so, think
0: he's a must start every yeah, week this year?
2: I do. Cause he, like you said, he's hitting for a good average Um and, yeah, it, it might be healing enough that uh you know he he could get back to hitting for power in the last two weeks that wouldn't be a surprise um so this doesn't really change anything for me i guess no. to make a long story short no that makes sense
0: adam jones has only 7 hits in his
2: last 14 games he's second
0: and three down today you think it's the injuries that are taking a toll here? It's just too coincidental
1: because if you go back those 14 days, that's right in the midst of when he was suffering from that mysterious illness where he had chest tightness and yeah. all sorts of strange symptoms that nobody from reports that I read were really able to, to pin down. So it just seems like there's got to be some link there.
0: Yeah, and what's annoying is I think it was – it was either Saturday or Sunday that he had a good game. And he yeah. was like, okay, well, now I'm going to start him. Right. <laughs> and now he's back and, to, and to not hitting.
2: And that's what I want to bring up. He had a home run, I think it was like three games ago, like you said. And this is a guy with 27 walks on the year. And to a certain extent... That's it? Yeah. Wow. The, the streakiness comes with the territory, and, and it might just be that. But because there is such a strong link, you can't discount the possibility that it is related to the chest pains and whatever else he was going through
0: and that's adam jones let's go to john mayberry three down number three he has cooled off a bit still platooning has he lost his mixed league value uh i think he's a guy that is justifiable as a start in
1: uh even maybe a standard mixed league depending on your options but you know very very low end there his trend the last three weeks in terms of fantasy points 21 20 then nine right so you know That kind of, to me, puts him on the cusp of somebody you could use, but you certainly want to look at your options before you set your lineups next week.
0: Rotation time, and of course we're going to start with Steven Strasburg. He threw 56 pitches, 40 were strikes. He reached 99 miles per hour, five scoreless innings, two hits, no walks, four strikeouts, no decision. Then the bullpen came in, and they were just terrible. It was terrible for Washington. But, I mean,
2: look. This guy is great.
0: What a start. What <laughs> yeah. a start.
2: Nah, Strasmus completely lived up to the hype. The one thing I do want to point out is that of those 56 pitches, seven were curveballs, which is about half as often as he threw them last year. And, and breaking pitches are usually take more time to come around after Tommy John's surgery. But at the same time, that's getting kind of nitpicky. This was an awesome yeah. start. I don't yeah. think he walked the batter right, nope. which control is usually an issue too. So I would say you need to get him in your lineup regardless of the matchups going forward. But even if
0: he's not likely to get a win just because he's not pitching deep in games, He got
1: 15 fantasy points in the start without a win and pitching only five innings. Yeah,
2: and so. he's not, not going to duplicate this, you wouldn't I, think. Well, I, I, I think the 70 pitch limit, and correct me if I'm wrong, it was only meant to apply to the first start. Not that they're necessarily going to turn him loose completely, but I I would imagine there would be some kind of gradual increase there.
1: Oh, all right. i would start him. Yeah. (laughs) Well, yeah, I would think so. I haven't seen anything
2: specifying
1: it, which is why in the pitching planner, I advise people to be really cautious. Um, Not to say absolutely don't start him, but it's not a, a, a gimme. And, you know, we'll see how he does in the second start, but I mean, you know, at this point, hopefully it did start him because if he got 15 points with that few innings and and uh, not even getting the win, I think it's
0: safe to say you can start him now. Jake Peavy strikes out nine in six and a third scoreless innings at Minnesota. Every White Sox pitcher is just dominating Minnesota right now. But is, <laughs> Peavy st- is Peavy still going to be shut down? Uh, it's possible, and my hunch is it's likely. Yeah.
1: Um, so, you know, we'll see, but uh, probably sooner than later, he will be exiting the rotation.
0: What happened to Gio Gonzalez and what happened to Fausto Carmona? First Gonzalez, he's pitching at home. He allows six runs in five innings.
1: Yeah, I don't know what to make of it other than to just to say that this was probably one of those starts for Gio Gonzalez because his velocity was fine, his control wasn't great, but it, it rarely is. It was no certainly no worse than usual. Um, I think it was just one of those games for Gio. And Carmona, an inning and a third,
0: seven earned against Detroit.
2: What happened to Fausto Carmona was Fausto Carmona. (laughs) This is the reason I was scared of starting him during this two-start week because he he blows up and has terrible starts like this, seemingly out of nowhere. Uh, This is the seventh time this season he has allowed six earned runs or more in a game. If you take those seven starts out, he has a two seventy nine ERA on the year. But has it
0: happened were most of those 7 before he went on the DL before he came off the DL
2: Yeah. Yeah, they were. Right. He's, but he's, at the same time, yeah. this is he's This carbonated. has been something that's happened over the course of his career. Okay. So I this the stuff just doesn't match up to the results to me and uh or the results don't match up to the stuff, I should say. Mm-hmm. And he'll never be more than a low-end option in mixed leagues well, in my mind. Yeah, here's the the
1: part that worries me a bit. Uh 41 pitches, only 24 strikes. Yeah. And what's been Really radically different for him since coming off the DLs. He's been throwing a lot more strikes than he has ever before in his career. Looked like he had turned a big corner. You know, if if he continues this trend, it's disappointing.
0: All right, Scott, you added a drop, uh, drop Jeff Neiman. Couldn't get through five innings and
2: allowed seven runs against Texas. I'm wary of him for sure. This is about four mediocre starts in a row. This one being the first really bad, bad one. But at the same time... He's a two-start pitcher next week at Baltimore which is a good matchup at Boston not so much but still I think I think I'd have to hold on to him for the two-start week. I'm really? not Really Boston there? Yeah, even so, he uh he's been uh, when he's good, he he's so good that you can't you can't afford to pass up on the two-start week, I don't think. So I am nervous about it but uh I think you got to go with him next week. Strasburg's a two-start pitcher next week. Uh, uh, and
1: I doubt it because he's uh, going to pitch on Sunday, I believe. Oh, yeah. One start Strasburg or two start Neiman? I probably go two start Neiman because again, a lot more innings. I might find another place to get uh, strasburg into my rotation but
2: probably not the expensive it game might in. make a difference what strasburg does sunday too That's true if he yeah that strikes true. out 12 batters <laughs> that changes everything <laughs>
0: well guess who's got a podcast on sunday and we get to talk about it uh all right injuries news and notes josh beckett will miss his next start it's an ankle injury hopefully not a long-term thing could be what one or two starts right now they're saying out
1: yeah one start for sure um Hopefully just one start, but we we won't know for sure for at least a few more days. Is there any chance Nelson Cruz returns sooner than we expected? There is. Um, re- recent report has him coming back next week. And I want to say Tuesday was the date that yeah. I saw. Is that right?
2: I think that's the first day they're playing yeah. next week.
1: So uh, That's yeah. interesting. And I thought about, you know, we talked about him here and... Kind of did the math on his timetable and thought, well, you know, if he's back, he's going to be back for less than a week. Right? Don't worry about him. But this is this is the risk. Sometimes is that uh, you know players do oh, get on God.
2: an
0: accelerated pace for the recovery. Yeah, but what's the incentive? They well, have to see what the standings are the, at that point. Well,
2: yeah. the good uh, thing about this return is it's it's not before the last week. It's before the second to last week. So. You don't even necessarily have to right. activate him for that week. You can, If he looks good and stays in every game, you could have him for the extra long week, and that would still be very good news. I'm just saying, what's the incentive for Texas? If they have, oh, let's say, more yeah. than a three-game well, lead, they, then, then you... That's the tightest race right now. Um, Okay. It is? well. is? I'm rain, pretty sure Yankees, it is. The Yankees,
0: Red Sox is two and a half.
2: Well, okay, but they're both going in the playoffs. Oh, so right, that well, it's, it's still a race. It's that, that, still much bigger incentive to making the playoffs or missing the playoffs than winning the division or winning the wild card. So <laughs> yes. Texas has plenty of incentive, and uh, even if they lose some of that incentive, um, I don't see an issue where they bench them for an extended period of time because they're going to want them ready to go yeah. for the playoffs.
0: All right, all right. Jose Tabata has a broken bone in his left hand. How long is Jose Tabata out?
2: I would guess for the rest of the season. That I I don't see the incentive for him coming back. They haven't ruled him out for the season. They're going to reexamine him in 10 days, but my guess is out for the season, so I'd cut him in mixed leagues.
0: Jason Kipnis returned, but Carlos Carrasco out
2: for 2012. So that's a tough break for Carrasco. Tommy John surgery. So It's it's not over-over for him, but it's over for a while.
0: Ricky Weeks will be activated soon, perhaps this weekend. He'll be eased back into action, though. They're going to pinch hit him a little bit. They're not going to throw him out in the field. Yet. Uh, well, a little bit. A little bit. But um, what do you make of that? He probably seems like he'd be a risky start next week, right? I, I think a very risky start. Yeah. Okay. We'll wait and see what happens this weekend. And Shinsu Chu could be
2: back next week for Fantasy Week 24. So that's yeah, cool. Yeah, kind of in the Nelson Cruz cat. I think they, they'd be coming back in the exact same game. and. uh oh. <laughs> Cruz, with the oblique injury, seems kind of rushed to me. Uh, so I might put him in the same category as Cruz, as give him a week to prove his health first.
0: Okay, let's look a little bit more around baseball, and then we'll quick pitch. Phil Hughes, well, I kind of gave up on him, but you guys were right. You stuck with him. Six innings. He struck out five. He allowed two runs against Baltimore. You know how you know you're getting old? And I think I'm getting a little old. I, like, I, I'm 27, but I feel like I'm oh. 40. Uh, You know, the the Yankees started last night at like eleven ten because of a four-hour something rain delay. And usually, I mean, I'd be good for like good six innings. I told my friend, I want to at least, I want to at least qualify for the win. I want to put five innings in. I fell asleep in like the second
2: inning. If it makes makes you feel any better. I was in bed before that game started. Uh, well, yeah. and, and the difference between <laughs> feeling old and actually being
1: old is is that I didn't even try to stand that late. So
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I used to do all the West Coast games. I mean, I'd be up till one in the morning. But no, not anymore. Uh, all right. So anyway, Phil Hughes struck out five Orioles in six innings, allowed two runs. You guys encouraged?
2: Yeah, I'd say so. It doesn't necessarily guarantee he's going to keep starting because Joe Girardi is the most loyal. A.J. Burnett fan on the planet, <laughs> but I would think they would have to if Burnett doesn't have a good start next time out, in which case Hughes would be usable in fantasy still.
0: Delman Young is on a seven-game hitting streak, four straight, two-hit games. Hooray? Who cares? Yeah.
1: Been better as a Tiger. Yeah. Don't really know why, but
0: uh, had to be better than he was as a twin this year. So, Who do you like better, uh, John Jay or Delman Young? John Jay is homered in two straight games.
2: I'll say Young because he plays every day. Jay still seems to be sitting against lefties, and even though he has those two homers, I don't really buy him as like a 20-homer guy. Uh, to me, just not enough power for mixed leagues.
0: Okay, Kyle Lowe's threw six shutout innings against Milwaukee. He had eight days rest. Do you care about this start, Al? Not at all. Okay. Not at all. How about uh, Brett Myers' a start? He earned his fourth win, seven and two-thirds, four hits, one run, no walks, four strikeouts in Pittsburgh.
2: He has been surprisingly good lately. Last three appearances, one of them was in relief. 162 ERA and only eight hits in 16 and two-third innings, uh, 16 strikeouts during that stretch also. So kind of looking like the Myers we saw last year, but again, like I said for whoever it was, uh, too little, too late.
0: Oh, that was Alex Rios. Thank you. <laughs> uh, last guy to talk about here before we quick pitch, Salvador Perez, a Royals catcher. He's hitting three oh one. He is barely owned. Would you consider starting him over some of those you know, fringe catchers, the Lucroys? I don't know what you think about Aaron Sibia right now and Nick Hundley. What do you rank uh, Salvador Perez amongst those? Probably at, at the bottom, you know, Lucroy, Aaron Sibia,
1: Hunley, Salto Lamakia. Uh, you know, I would just rather go with the, the more proven commodities there. And I, I think Perez is also just a lot more one-dimensional than, than most of those guys. He could maintain the batting average, but I don't see him providing too much else.
0: Fair enough. Quick pitch time. One player in each league to keep an eye on, and Al is going to continue the Royals outfielder theme of this podcast, and here's Alex Gordon.
1: Yeah, and I think all three of them uh, are probably due for some decline next year. I think Melky Cabrera is the one that I actually see holding his value the best, but like Francoeur, I think Gordon could Come into drafts next year. Pretty overrated. He has been on uh, a nice little power binge lately. His power numbers are, are up overall this year, um, but he is second in the major leagues uh, in what the Hit Tracker site calls his lucky home runs, which are basically wind aided home runs. So if you take that you know into consideration, and then the batting average is up, two thirty five BABIP on fly balls, which is one of the highest in the major leagues. Players rarely repeat. Uh, a rate that high. So there's all sorts of things that look like he's just having a perfect storm of a season. So, Alex Gordon, just, uh, you know, draft
2: with caution next season.
0: Scott's AL player, Michael Taylor.
2: Yeah, another one of the September call ups came up a few days ago and has started against the two lefties, the A's of Face, since the promotion. So he's one of those who, you know, he's actually going to get summit bats. And he's interesting to me because he was the 29th prospect according to Baseball America entering last year had a bad injury plague season lost a lot of value but this year he's bounced back to a degree in 349 at-bats at A Sacramento he hit three, uh, 272 which isn't so great but a 360 on base percentage 16 home runs and 14 steals uh, so those numbers suggest to me he could be a serviceable everyday player in the majors and Just looking at him, he's a big-bodied guy. I I would think he still eventually has the potential for more power than that. Uh, The biggest issue with him is he's 25 years old. He's running out of time. Uh, He needs to make an impact soon. So uh, scouting for next year, particu- particularly in AL-only leagues, he's someone to watch over these last couple weeks.
0: Al's NL
1: players, Roy Oswalt. All right, well, I'm going to continue to be the wet blanket here <laughs> because uh, I was down on Alex Gordon. I'm also down on Oswalt, who on the, the uh, face uh, value of it, looks like he's come back decently off of the DL and five starts, a 3.82 ERA, but 1.58 whip in those four, five starts, which is atrocious. And basically what has saved his bacon uh, over those five starts is he's only given up two home runs, uh, which has you know, kept the, the ERA low. He's stranded a lot of base runners. Um, but he's, his fly ball rate is way up. His line drive rate is way, way up. Uh, so it looks like it's just a matter of time before uh, Oswalt has some bad starts uh, to finish out the year.
0: And finally, we finish it off with Aaron Harang, Scott's NL player.
2: Harangue, we haven't really talked about in a few months, it seems like, had some injury issues mixed in there. But his last three starts, all quality starts, 237 ERA with more than a strikeout per inning during that stretch. Now, granted, two of those starts came at home, whereas ERA is about a run lower than on the road. But just look at the matchups he has coming up here at home against the Giants tonight, obviously a good one. On the road against the Giants in his next start, uh, you know, on the road, but it's a Light-hitting team, yeah, exactly. At home against the Diamondbacks to conclude what would be a two-start week there. And then in the final week of the season, at home against the Dodgers, another light-hitting team. And uh, although he's only scheduled for one start that week, if the Padres decide to take advantage of off days, there's a potential there at home against the Cubs to finish the season. So at least one two-start week, maybe two, three of those starts at home, uh, all four, well, no, three of them against light-hitting teams, and obviously he's pitched well lately. If you're looking for a sleeper here at the end of the season to fill out your starting rotation, obviously wouldn't want to start him over your aces, but Aaron Harang, a guy to look at off the waiver wire.
0: And Scott, with another reason why, going back to yesterday, Arizona has no chance to win the NL because the NL West teams can't hit, and the Phillies can. And it'll be it'll be three and out. For Arizona when we get to that point. Thanks, guy. We are out. Three of us are out. We'll be back on Sunday. Thanks, everybody. Adam Azor, Scott White, and Al Melchior. Take it easy.